Starting at verse number one, Genesis chapter 22, verse number one. All right. Listen what the Lord, of, the word of the Lord says to us. Now it came to pass after these things, let the church say these things, that God tested, let the church say tested, Abraham and said to him, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here I am. Then he said, take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love. Let the church say whom you love. And go to the land of Moriah and offer him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took two young men with him and Isaac his son. And he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham did what? <laughs> Lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. Come on, let's read verse 5 together. Ready? Go. Stay here. Uh-huh. And we will come back to you. This morning, I want to preach from the thought, there is preparation for your expectation. Come on, turn to your neighbor, say, neighbor, there is preparation for your expectation. Amen, amen. You may be seated. There is preparation for your expectation. Brother Terrell, it's hard to come back after that song, Doc. I'm trying to get my mind right. It's hard, it's hard, it's hard, it's hard. Preparation for expectation. Um, we've been talking all, well, all month long thus far in this new year about expectation expectation and if you don't have it written down write it down somewhere uh, keep it in your wallet in your purse put it on your refrigerator because I want you to live what you believe amen 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 uh, uh, I text a uh, message to the preachers as I often do on Sundays and the text went behave or become what you believe become what you believe see a lot of times we will profess it but don't practice it. Oh, I love the Lord. My, I'm trusting in the Lord. My faith is in all. If it is, then there ought to be an action that follows that. If, if, if you believe it, then you need to behave so. Maybe the reason why many of us are living beneath our privilege because we don't understand who we are in Christ Jesus. Maybe you don't know who you are because you've allowed other people to define you by what you do. And you are not what you do. What you do is part of one of your actions. Amen. When you when you acting ugly and indifferent towards other people, that doesn't mean you're an ugly or an indifferent person. That is your action at the time. Amen. Songwriter said, please be patient with me. God is not through with me yet. But when God is through with me, I shall come forth as pure gold. So we're talking uh, our theme all year, our focus. Uh, we want to keep in mind all year long, every Sunday, you hear me repeat it and repeat it and repeat it because I know that constant review is the student's glue. The more you hear something over and over, the more it becomes a part of you. Come on, don't look at me funny. There's some songs right now. You know them. I mean, you know every word. You know just when that beat come on. You, wait. Oh, you, you, you know. Because over and over and over and over you hear that stuff, it comes a part of you. God bless you. Good to see you, sweetheart. Good to see you. Uh, so we're talking about expectation. And so we've got to be prepared. We've got to prepare ourselves. Now, let me define again, if you don't remember, what expectation is. Expectations, or rather great expectation, is a firm belief 
Help me, Holy Spirit. Fixed in someone or something to do to you, through you, and for you, which you cannot do for yourself. If I'm expecting something from somebody, I'm expecting them to do something to me, through me, or for me that I can't do. That's why I'm expecting it from them, because I can't do it. Well, we're not expecting stuff from something. We're expecting something from someone. That someone being God. And I need you to understand this because I would uh, not be doing my job as a preacher, teacher, if I did not tell you uh, to how the clear understanding of expectation. Now, let me tell you what I mean by that. When I say expectation, expectation requires some stuff. And there are some things that expectation does not require. Let me first start with expectation does not require. Expectation does not require you to just sit there and depend on God to do it all. And I got to tell you that because we are being taught through churches now during this day and time that all you've got to do is have faith and that's going to do it. But the Bible says, James says, faith without works is dead. So if you believe it, then you need, you need to act like it if you believe it. Now, if you don't believe it, then I expect you to just walk around moping and I'm waiting on the Lord. Oh, for the Lord. No, if I have an expectation of the Lord, then some things I'm required to do. And one of them is not just sitting back and letting God do all the work. What are you doing? I'm waiting for God to bless me. God going to bless me. What do you want God to bless you? With a job. Have you opened the newspaper? Have you got online? Have you went on interviews? No, I'm just waiting because God going to lead me to the right one. Well, you got to make some steps toward a job before you get any job. It does not require you just sitting back. And then it does not require, watch this, this is a tough one. It does not require you just speaking and receiving. I know you've been told that. But you go, and I told you before, you go to that car dealership if you want. Put your hand on them folks' car and talk about, I speak it, I receive it in Jesus' name. This car is mine. They're going to come out and ask you, do you have some money? Jesus may be, may be yours, but it takes money to get this car. And see, too many of us have been led to believe that. You don't have it because you don't speak it. You got to start speaking that thing. Speaking is one thing, but you need to believe what you're speaking. I am, the hell and I am the head not the tail. That's right, but do you act that way? See, the problem, you don't act out what you believe. You just say it with your mouth, but you don't believe it in your heart. Because people who believe stuff about themselves, they're acting different. Okay, let me help you. Sister, when you clean, I mean you working it. The hair is whipped, the nails is done, the toes is tight, everything is ready, you clean, you're going to act. Oh, you're going to act. And you're going to have an attitude if somebody don't acknowledge you. Oh, yeah, and you're going to make sure you get in their face so they can see how good you look. You're going to walk real slow. Because watch this. At that point, you believe something about yourself, even if it's just your appearance. And see, if you're expecting stuff from God, then we as children of God need to act in such a way that we do. So what does it require? It requires, first of all, watch this, it requires expectation physically. The Bible says present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, pleasing unto God. Present your body with all your flaws, failures. Present your body. Give him your body. Now don't make me go to where we give our bodies and we shouldn't, and we give them up freely there. Mm -hmm, I thought it'd be tight, yeah? Watch him. Paul says in Romans, present your body. 
God ain't going to take what you ain't ready to give him. God ain't going to take your body. That ain't presentation. That's rape. If I take your body, he says, I want you to present it as a living sacrifice. Physically. Then watch this. Mentally, you've got to do some stuff. He says, watch this. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Come on, Bible readers. It's your mind. I don't want just your body. I want your mind. If you, if you expect this stuff from God, then give him your body. Give him your mind. Then give him your spirit. What's the spirit? The spirit, you build your spirit by reading the word and by praying. See, I can tell if you've been feeding your flesh or feeding your spirit by how you live your life. Yeah, yeah, some of us, although we've been doing the fast, some of us have been cutting corners. And it just brings to mind something uh, a member of my family said to my wife yesterday. And her, oh boy, she said, Sister Des, and, and I, I ain't trying to put on blast, but I know some of you have already been there already in the fast. She said she wanted to eat something we're not allowed to eat. And she says to my wife, well, Dad said, if we mess up, we can just start all over, pray, confess, and move on. And some of you don't, 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 don't look down. No. Some of you have already messed up. And, and she was right. When you mess up, you should keep going. But don't plan to mess up. I know, I know. See, see, I, I'm dealing with what you're dealing with. The devil's on my back, too. He said, now, Doc, you're the pastor. You ought to be able to. I mean, since the Lord gave you to say, you can cut a few corners, you know, break a few rules here and there. Just get on your knees, cry out. But that devil is alive because I am anything you deny your flesh from, you build your spirit in. <laughs> There's no sacrifice that you can make that's too great for God. After all, Lady Catholic just saying he gave his son for you so that you may live and have life eternal. So what do you mean to tell me you can't make a sacrifice for 21 days for God? There's some things you did longer than that. And if you had the opportunity, if there wasn't some restrictions on your body, you'd do it now. There's some things right now. If you could get back the youth and vigor and vitality you had in your body, if there wasn't no aches and pains, if you didn't have blood high blood pressure, diabetes, and all that stuff. There's some stuff, adults, grown folk, we would get back to doing, but yet we want to get on the young people from doing it. Now, young people, that don't make it right. And watch this. If you learn early, you'll prevent a whole lot of stuff. Listen to us. Listen to us. We've been where you've been. I know you don't think we old and old school and all that. Trust me. Trust me. You've got it worse because you're exposed to so much more. So now this is the time when you need to give your life to the Lord wholeheartedly. Amen. Amen. And I, I'm here to encourage you this morning. Do it now. Do it now. Do it now. So we got Abraham here who, who is at a point in life. We first meet him in chapter 12. And there's an interesting piece of verbiage I want you to see there in chapter 22, verse 1. That's why I tell you all the time, whenever you read in the Bible, even in your private time, Brother Devin, don't run through it. Don't just read it so you say, okay, I read the Bible. No, no, no. Read it prayer, prayerfully. God, speak to my heart as I prepare to read your word. Give me something for me. That's your private time. Watch what the Bible says. And it came to pass, excuse me, after, watch the words, these things. Stop. 
Now, whenever I look at a text, I've got to exhaust it. I've got to get everything out of it because I want to know what we mean when we say after these things. After what things? What are you talking about, God? Why is it important? Watch this. Why is it important for you to put that in there? Every word in the Bible is there for a reason. It's not just happenstance. He didn't just throw it in there. He didn't just tell a writer to write it. It was for a reason. He says, now after these things. Watch him. Many of us think in chapter 22, when Abraham is told to sacrifice a son, that that's his first test. As the French would say, au contraire, mon frère. That is not the truth. Yeah, I know a little bit. I went to school. I know. And so what happens is, this is, uh, I want to say about test maybe number nine or ten. And all these tests, as you know, those who are in school or went to school, that tests are given, mm-hmm, to determine what you have learned, what you know. And you've got to know certain things before you can move on to the next level. Watch me, follow me. So Abraham had a series of tests. For the sake of time, let me narrow it down to four that stand out to me. Here's, let me give you the first four tests, or four of the tests that led up to these things. Now, because you've got to understand, some of you are in fate university. You're a senior. You're getting ready to graduate from Fate University. But you've got to do your thesis. Oh, help me, Holy Spirit. And the thesis is going to determine. This is the main thing. This is the final. You've got to make a good thesis if you want exit. Everything hinges on this test. Watch it. And so either he passes this test and graduates from Fate University. Oh, 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 God. Or he'll have to transfer to Dow Junior College. Who am I talking to? And you feeling real good about things. You've been doing pretty good on the fast. You, you, you in Fate University. You know, you getting your cap and gown ready. You say, I'm about to come through these 21 days. And then Satan throws a wrench in the plan. And now you've got to decide. Am I going to stick to it? Or am I going to compromise? Am I going to follow through? Or am I going to just throw my hands up and say, well, everybody ain't doing it. I know somebody has been breaking it. God ain't going to punish me if I just do this. This is your test. Every one of us in here has got to go through our own test. I don't care how young you are, how small you are. The difference is, for different levels, there's different tests. God is not going to test a child with something he tests a grown person with. Because your level of accountability has been raised. And so we've got Abraham who's gone through a series of tests. Sister Benjamin, the first test we find is in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. Watch the first test. God says, Abraham, watch the very first test. Boy, that God is awesome. The very first test. Because, you know, each test, as you graduate, becomes more difficult. Now, thinking if this is the first test my God watch the first test sister Kathy said Genesis chapter 12 verse 1 he says get out your country leave your family leave your father's house oh God wait 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 you want to get me to get out of my country leave my country watch him Leave your family and then leave your father's house. 
you have to get that tape, How to Win in 2010, for me to break that down. I don't have time now. But he tells him, leave your country, leave your family, leave your fallout. Right there, some of us have already filled that test. All right, there. We ain't ready to, to go to the next grade. You, you're not even a senior. You, you're a freshman. You can't even become a sophomore yet because you ain't ready to leave certain people, certain things, no matter what. I know I'm right about it because you said it to yourself. Long as I got so-and-so, I know so-and-so got my back. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you over and over again, God will put you through a test where so-and-so is going to let you down on purpose. Yeah, because you're human. If you know that somebody's put all their confidence in you, and if somebody tells you, whatever you tell me to do, girl, I'm going to do it because you my girl. Oh, boy. Oh, that's a whole lot of pressure and responsibility. You mean to tell me whatever I tell you to do at this particular juncture, you willing to do it because I'm your girl, you my boy, we tight like that? What person in their right mind won't start thinking, hmm, First thing, first thing you think, well, let me see if they really mean it. That becomes a test. God wants us to understand, if you're going to do anything for me, some of the stuff is going to require you to do it all alone. And I know you're afraid. Could you imagine that man being afraid? He's got to leave his father's house. He's got to leave his country. He's got to leave his family. Watch this. And he does it and pass the test. But now, Lady Clark, he can't get an A-plus on this test. He passes, but he can't get an A-plus because he brought a lot with him. And some of you, I know, I know, I was talking to my kids the other day, and my daughter said to me, she said, Dad, I got a, and it wasn't an A, and she was satisfied. And she said, at least I got, but I'm tired of settling for what's better when I can get what's best. At least shoot at the stars, you'll land in the sky. Abraham passed, but he didn't get an A because he took a lot. That's the first test. Second test in the same chapter, chapter 12, he says, go to a land, watch this, I'm going to show you. He says, I'm going to bless you, I'm going to do it. He says, go to a land, I will show you. Now that means, second test, I've got to follow God even when I don't know where he's leading me. That's a test because God will not make everything clear. I said something to a sister the other day, I said, listen, See, what you've got to do is follow God's instructions. And even when you don't see where you're going, just keep following his instructions because as you follow, he'll make it clear step by step. He can't give it to you all at one time because you can't handle it. So you just keep walking and he'll unveil it to you as you continue on. That's the second test. Third test is found in Genesis chapter 16. Genesis chapter 16, let me tell you what happened. You ain't got to go there. It's in there. Trust me, it's in there. Genesis chapter 16. Lot, I mean, uh, Abraham now was tested because God tells him. He told him that he was going to make him the father of many nations. He was going to bless his seed in chapter 12. His third test is he is afraid of the king. Watch this. No, he's, he's afraid because he's tired of waiting on God. Oh, boy. He's tired of waiting on God. So you know what he does? He decides to hook up with his wife, and they concoct this scheme where it says, listen, baby, I'm all you a hundred. You a hundred. Now, I don't know if all your soldiers marching, but I need you to know this. If we're going to have some children, we need to do something right now. And I'm talking to somebody, and God told you some stuff, and you're growing impatient. You're getting weary. You're getting frustrated because you don't see it. Whatever you do, don't do it on your own. 
Because you create a whole big mess, a whole lot of world of trouble, a world of trouble. Watch what happens. His wife Sarah says, look, go lay down with my handmaiden. She'll have a child, and that'll be the child. Remember, God said he was going to give you one. If God was going to do it, he would have surely done it by now. We've got to help God out with this. He lays with her. Hagar has a child. The child is Ishmael, and now there's trouble. Because now the wife that told him to lay with the woman is upset. Because now she's big and pregnant, you know, and, you know, she needs attention and time. And all of a sudden, get him out of here. The baby and the mama. That's baby mama drama for you. Get him out of here. He dismisses him. That's his third test. He failed that test. Here's the fourth test. The next test is he's going to this other country, and he sees this king. And because he's afraid, fearful for his life, he tells the king, that ain't my wife. Man, that's my sister. Watch what he does. He forgot chapter 12, where God said he was going to bless his seed. And because he told him to take his family and get from his other family, that he was going to do it through that family, which means he was going to do it through his wife. No matter how old she was, no matter how old he was, tired of people talking about my best years behind me. Who said so? I don't care how old you are. Your best years are ahead of you if you're God's child. Let me help you some. Let me walk you through something. Caleb was 80 years old when he tells Joshua, give me this mountain. Moses was over 100 years old before he died, and Moses' eyes had not grew dim. He still had vigor as a young man. Okay. Mr. KFC, Colonel Sanders, was 70 years old when he started KFC. Don't try to dismiss me talking about I'm too old. Oh, no, I'm like wine. The older, the better. Please, don't, 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 don't take me for granted. Amen. Huh? 40s is the new 20s. I'm so glad to hear that. I think whoever said that, thank you, sir. I'm right in that number. I'm right in that number. Because you're only as old as you feel. And Big Mama said, don't nothing get old but clothes. So I try to keep changing them. Watch it now. He lied. He said, that ain't my wife. That's my sister. He failed that test because now he's trying to cover himself. He forgot the promise. But then we get back to chapter 22, and that's the these things we're referring to. Those are the these things, all those tests. And I'm so glad to bring you news this morning. No matter how many times you mess up, God don't give up. That's a word for somebody, because you may have failed even doing this fast. Even if you mess up, God don't give up. Get back on the saddle and ride it again. It ain't over till it's over. And it ain't over when you said, it's over when God said. He says, Abraham, Abraham. Now watch this. We're still in chapter 1. I mean, verse 1. Abraham, Abraham. Watch what Abraham does. He said, here I am. He already knew God's voice. So ain't nobody had to tell him, that's God calling you. God said to you, he didn't need nobody to come and speak into his life. Because he had a relationship with him for himself. Is something wrong with, no, you need people to speak into your life. But you've got to make sure, you've got, you first got to have a relationship. He says, Abraham, Abraham, take. He says, and he said, here I am. Verse 2. Watch this. Wow, I ain't going to be able to get through all this. He says, then he said, take now your son, your only son Isaac. Wait a minute, pastor. 
Wasn't Ishmael his son? Yes, but that was not the son of promise. That was the one God said he was going to bless. When you do things your way, that's why that bill you've got to pay. When you outside the wheel, you got to foot the bill. That means Abraham got to pay child support. He done set the woman on the way. Uh, oh, you thought child support was just since you've been living. And guess what? If you notice, watch this. When you read it, Hagar didn't leave fussing and grumbling and pouting and complaining. I like to believe because Abraham was paid. You missed that. That was your good part right there. Abraham had money. Abraham was set. Could you see Hagar? All right, I'm gone. Come on, little man, man. Come on, little man, man. Come on. Let's go to Egypt so I can call these people on this fool. Abraham had to pay. And so God says, Isaac, your only son. Now watch, watch how God wants you to understand all of this, how big and important this test is. Your only son. Watch what God lets Moses put in there, because Moses is the writer of uh, Genesis. Genesis is the first book of the Bible. Genesis is the book of beginning. That's what Genesis means. Genesis is the book where everything happened first. Help me, Holy Spirit. It's all running through my mind. Everything happens first in Genesis. First family, first sin, first murder, first flood. Everything happens first in Genesis. And Moses is writing this down. Moses says, as God instructs him to divinely write this word, he says, take your son Isaac, whom you love. One pivotal test that will determine how much you love God is if you're willing to give up what you love. Now watch. And we don't have no problem doing what God says as long as what God says don't make us inconvenient or uncomfortable. God says, take your son, your only son, whom you love. Huh? He wants his only son. Now, Abraham's got to be thinking, wait, 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 wait. Now, my only son, my only son, my only son, my only son, my only son. Watch what he does. Now, you got to remember, Abraham just been through a whole bunch of tests. So he, he, he knows some stuff. Unlike many of us, he learned some stuff from some other tests. He learned how to discern God's voice. He learned it's better to obey than to have your way. He learned that I've got to trust God completely because if I don't, I make the problem worse. And I'm talking to some of you and your situation is worse, not because God didn't answer, but because you didn't listen. You didn't follow his You, If he keep telling you walk for 50 feet, you walk 45 feet and say, wait a minute now. Wait, I'm tired. Ain't nothing happened yet. Follow his instructions to the letter. He says, take your only son, Isaac, whom you love. Right? You follow me? Watch what he says. Now I'm in verse 2. And go. Go there is also in the Greek means show. Watch him now. He says, and go. Which means if you go, I'm a show. You missed it. He says, take your son, your only son, whom you love, and go. And if you do this, if you just go, if you just start, I'm going to show you some stuff. Some of us, we haven't seen anything from God yet because we haven't even started going. Rationalizing. Well, God, if that's you, do this. God, if that's you, and see, while you're asking God to do this, somebody else say, okay, God, I'm going. And they get right in front of you and get what God has for them. Watch what else happens. He says, go to the land of Moriah. 
Now watch this. In Moriah, there are three mountains. In Moriah, there are three mountains. Now God wants him to sacrifice his son on the mountain. But if he doesn't have relationship with God, if he's not able to listen to God, he'll pick which one of the three. That's why you've got to be in tune to God because there's choices in your life you've got to make and you'll make the wrong choice and get in the wrong trouble. Watch this. He takes and goes where God tells him to go, the way God tells him to go. Could it be your life is not the better today because you went to the wrong mountain? You've got to listen to God's voice. And when God speaks something, listen, it don't have to make sense to you. Okay, thank you, Holy Spirit, I got it. Watch this. Quit saying, if God says it, I need to see it. God spoke something in my heart and I see it. If you see it, it ain't God. Let me tell you why. Because we walk by faith, not by sight. Stop saying I need to see it. If he said, you just do it. If he said, you just do it and he'll show you as you go. God always gives strange instructions for people he wants to radically bless. God don't, never, God don't never tell you to do stuff that makes sense. Love your enemies. Pray for those who despitefully use you. If he slaps you on one cheek, turn the other. That don't make sense. But it's all God. And the problem is, we got to understand, listen. Promotion from God. Uh-oh, here's a nugget. Promotion from God does not come as a result of perfection. Promotion comes as a result of progress. God will promote you as you progress, not because you're perfect. The world wants you to be perfect. God wants you to follow his steps. He wants to see that you're progressing. That's why the fast is so important. Progress each day. Watch this. Even if it gets harder, you get more determined. Because if it gets harder, you're closer to something. It ain't going to never be easy. It's about progression. Some of you went to the wrong mountain. That's what the problem is. That's what the problem is. You say, God, you say, God bless me with a good man. You got a right now man instead of the right man. Oh, yeah, and you pay for that. Huh? God bless me uh, 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 with a good job. You got a job, watch this, and you're making more money, but as Biggie said, more money, more problems. And now they want you to work Sundays. They want you to work Wednesdays. Because, see, you got to understand, God has a plan for your life. He knows where he's taking you. Watch him. He says, go to the land of Moriah, and he's going to show him the mountain. He can't get to the mountain and say, let me see. Any, many, money, more. Catch a fella. No, we laughing, but some of us, although we are mature in body, we're still immature in mind. So we get and we make choices based on how we feel. Any, many, money, more. Mickey Mouse had a house. How many? This is your life. You can't afford to base it on your feelings. Well, let me see. If I do this, then I might do that. But if I do that, wait, let me call somebody. And you call everybody but the right person. You facing something this morning, I'm telling you, follow God. Watch what he does. Watch what he does. He says, verse 2, go to Lamorah and offer him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, one of the mountains which I will, I shall tell you. Now, if he doesn't go, he's not going to get to Moriah. And if he doesn't go, sacrifice his son, he won't get the blessing. 
there is a promise that God made him in chapter 12. Watch this. He was made a promise in 12. And when God makes you a promise, you can't see it because if you can see it, it wouldn't require faith. That's why stop waiting on, you, on yourself to see it before you do it. If he says it, just do it. Then you'll see it. Just do it. Watch what he says. He says, go to the mountain, the one I will show you. Then he gets to verse number three. Here's my first point. I'm going to have to close at this. Watch this. After all of that, the Bible says so, Abraham rose. He got up. He didn't stay in the bed. He didn't hit the snooze button. He didn't say, oh, I'm tired. He didn't say, all oh, these comforters feel so good. He didn't say, I don't want to go to school today. He didn't say, I don't feel like going to work. He didn't say, I got the snipples. He rose. He got up in spite of how he felt. Early in the morning. It's true. Early bird does get the worm. He rose early in the morning. He wasn't waiting. He didn't say, well, I don't know I'm going to get up till about 11 or 12 or so. You know, I got to get my rest. And then you go to bed late and won't sleep late and expect to have a productive day. Ouch, ouch. How are you going to have a productive day if you're sleeping half the day away? The world ain't waiting on you. There's people get up and do stuff way ahead of you. When you get there, the job is already given because those people woke up early enough, stood in line. In the cold because they wanted something. They had an expectation. But yet you laying your happy, smiling, good Christian self in the bed. Talking about the Lord going to bless me. I ain't worried about how many people there. When I get there, the Lord going to, no, don't work like that. Watch what he does now. He rose early in the morning. Here's the first thing. Here's the first way you got to prepare yourself. And I thought this was ironic, but watch the flow of the text. First thing you got to prepare that we see Abraham prepared was his hands. He's got to prepare his hands. He's got to have his hands prepared. Watch, watch in verse 3. He says, so Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey. He saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac, his son. Watch this. And he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place which God had told him. If God has given you something to do, put your hands to it with all your energy. Stop waiting on to, listen, he could have asked his son to do something at this point. He could have asked the two young men, but God told him. See, delegation ain't always necessary for every endeavor. Well, let me see what I can get to do. Some things you got to do. Come here, big mama. If you want it done right. I try to tell my wife that. I try to tell her. She'll get them kids to do this and do that and get mad. She write that she'll get mad. Oh, child, this don't make no sense. I can't get nothing done right. And I'm sitting there thinking, if you want it done right, you got to do it yourself. And Abraham, watch this what Abraham does. He is taking, he is using his hands. He's taking, watch what he gets. He gets everything he needed. He didn't leave nothing out. Look what the Bible says. He got his donkey. Took his young man with him. Isaac, his son, split the wood. He took everything he needed. He didn't leave nothing out. Uh-oh. He didn't even take nothing extra. Oh, boy, Holy Spirit, touch your people. He took everything he needed. He didn't leave nothing out, and he didn't take nothing extra. He didn't take nothing he didn't need. Could it be 
You're not experiencing the best. You may be doing all right, but the reason you're not getting the best because you take more stuff than you need. Oh, God. You can't, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I don't care how much it means to you. Only take what you need. Because more than you need, you get to the point where you got more trouble than you need. Abraham learned this lesson early. Watch this in chapter 12. Because if he would not have taken Lot, that was a test. He learned from that test so he only takes what he needs. Don't leave nothing out. Don't take nothing extra. He only takes what he needs. Sister, moving. And uh, I had to go over there and get some things. And when I got there, I kept telling Deacon Lee, praying for my sister. I really, because I know the value of her stuff. I know the kind of person she is. And I'm, and, I'm, and I'm wrestling with this thing in my spirit so bad, sis, that I said, oh, God, I feel, I feel bad that this has to happen. Watch what the Lord brought to mind. She knows, Johnny. She knows she can't take everything, but she made sure she took what she needed. And watch this. Because she took what she needed, here's the word, because she took what she needed, I'm going to give you what you wanted. I'm the same God. I can replace anything. You don't lose nothing for me. That's why I send blessings to those I get them through. Oh, I'm trying to tell you something. The Lord brought, he said, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You feeling bad, don't you? Don't worry about that. Because I got that person. I know what I'm trying to do. Don't take nothing extra. Leave some stuff out. Only take what you need. What are you taking? Who do you have in your life? That's your tag along. It's your buddy. That's your girl. It's my road dog. Huh? They ride with you everywhere. When you get in trouble, they get in trouble. And let me tell you something about that trouble. I don't care what somebody tell you. Let the pressure get tough. Let the circumstances get severe. Now, I've watched a whole lot of crime dramas. One of my favorite, Law and Order. Watch how they work, just like the devil. God knows I, I know the police mean for our good, but just like the devil, watch how they operate. Three people the crime. What they do when they arrest all three people, bring them in together, put each one of them in a separate room, ask them the same questions. And at first, I don't know what you're talking about. I wasn't there, that wasn't me. Next person, I don't know what you're talking about. Wasn't there, wasn't me. Third person, man, get that out of my face. I don't know what you're talking about. Stop playing. You ain't got nothing on me. Oh, but baby, baby, baby. Watch how the devil is. Just like the devil. Now I'm done. I'm done for the day. Watch it. Just like the devil. Watch what they say. All right, Mr. Jones. We don't have anything on you. You are innocent. You were not there. I understand. You said to me, it was at 12 noon. You was at the gym. Working out with your girl. All righty. Well, 
what do you say about this? They present to you a picture of what you did, where you were at, and they got the time stamped on the bottom. That same person, I don't know, uh, what you talking about? Oh man, it wasn't me. He did it, I didn't want to be in that. You start spilling the beans. But that's your partner, watch this. The police, the devil working in the other room. Watch what he tell you. <laughs> now listen, Mr. Smith done gave you up already. No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm, he done already gave you up. So I'm just saying, you can enter a good plea right now if you admit. We can reduce the time if you just admit. So you sit there thinking. Now you're thinking in your mind, boy, that no good boy. I knew he was weak. <laughs> but now you're still trying to save your other partner. So you say, yeah, well, I was there, but uh, he lied to y'all. He was driving the car. He the one that went in the bank. I just... You know, I happen to be there. I asked for a ride somewhere. Watch this. Now they go to the third person. Man, get that out of my face. They come and say, now we've got two people that have said, you were there. You did it. Both of them are pointing their fingers at you. And now you've got a choice. You're going to jail. But we can reduce your time if you're willing to confess. You know what he said? It was a boat to them. They both did it. They brought me in on it. I'm going to tell you what happened. Start singing like a bird. Why? Because the pressure got so strong. And I'm talking to somebody, and you think your girl, your boy, going to be with you to the end. Can I tell you something? They're human just like you. And there's enough pressure that will bust a pipe if there's enough pressure. And the devil, just like the police in that episode, is trying to get you. And he wants to attack you most when you're by yourself. But Abraham knew some stuff about God. He knew, even though I got to make the sacrifice, I'm giving God my hands. Because if I give him my hands, he can do something. I'm putting my hands to the... When I Put my hands to it. I'm saying I can't see it, but I'm going to do it. Uh, when you put your hands to do something, you say, I'm putting my energy into it because it involves all of your body. He puts his hand to it. He gets his own stuff. Could you imagine what his son is thinking? Yeah, what, we, what are we doing right here? What's, what's, what's going on? Son doesn't say a word. Watch him. He doesn't say a word. His dad's got everything together. Look at verse 4. Read verse 4 real quick. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. He's got his hands, shake what he need, leaves nothing out, doesn't bring anything extra. All of that's verse 3. Verse 4. What's the first word on verse 4? Stop. God got his hands. The next thing he wants, oh boy, is his head. Watch him. He needs him to be thinking clearly now because the Bible says then, and I'm done. I know I told you that, but I'm done. Watch this because it's getting so good to me. I'm done. Watch what he says. He says, between verse 3, watch this, the last word of verse 3 and the first word of verse 4, what do you see in there? Period. What else do you see between the, last, the, the period in verse 3 and before the number 4 in verse 4? Space, space, 
time. Here's something I never saw before. From the time God told him what to do, and the Bible says, in, or read it, it was three days later. Three days passed, and nobody said nothing. No conversation. I ain't got time to talk to nobody about what God said. God said, do it, and if it take me three days to get to it, I'm going to do it. I'm not talking to the young men. I'm not talking to my son. I don't want them talking to me. I got a job to do. Our problem is we want to debate it. We want to discuss it. We want to have dialogue. God said, just do it. 